Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. Today, the Almighty Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. If you die as an unbeliever, your spirit will live for a very long time as a disembodied ancestor, spirit, or demon. The Creator has said regarding unbelievers, Why would I want someone to spend eternity with me when they do not believe I exist? If you die as a believer without any form of relationship with the Creator, you'll end up in the outer darkness, a cold, black, terrible place, with weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, your teeth, the trash heap of heaven. Father has said concerning such believers, why would I want someone to be close to me in heaven, which inherently means I will give them great prestige and authority if they do not have a deep personal relationship with me and have not proven to me that they can be trusted in this life. In stark contrast, if you make a real effort to seek relationship with the Almighty, the rewards in the life to come are huge. A glorious resurrected body, great prestige, great authority, and a permanent close relationship with the Creator and with Yahushua, who you may mistakenly know as Jesus. To put this all in context, the Almighty has said, I created human beings, this planet and this universe, for men and women to be my friends, my companions, to explore and learn and develop together. My greatest grief is that almost no person understands this, let alone seek such a relationship with me. My message today is the essence of my message to Muslims. The overview, this is not a Christian message. It's not intended to draw Muslims into Christianity is intended as the fulfillment of their Muslim heritage as a child and servant of the Most High Creator of the heavens and the earth, who they know as Allah, leading to a reward when they die that will potentially entitle them to a high throne in heaven with the Creator for eternity. 
we will note that this is about you achieving your full potential as a believer for eternity. I will stress that the correct English translation of Allah is the Almighty. I will emphasize that Islam is one of the three mainstream monotheistic religions. I will confirm that Muhammad was one of the great turnaround prophets. I will stress that we exist to be friends of the Creator directly and not through an Imam or worship leader or prayer leader. I will mention that one of the human beings closest to the Creator in this age is a Muslim Imam, imam in Tehran in Iran. I will state that the true name of the Almighty Creator is Yah, the Eternally Self-Existing, and that He desires us to use that name. Finally, we will look at the state of your relationship with the Almighty Creator. By way of introduction, here am I, James Robertson. I have a doctorate in engineering and I'm a retired military commander. I now work as a management consultant. I have over 30 years experience of actively seeking to draw close to the Almighty, following a dramatic encounter with him on the 12th of March 1993, when he spoke to me audibly in a locked room and I knew for certain that he was real. I was confirmed in the Anglican Church at the age of about 13 and served as an altar boy for a number of years from the age of 19. Eventually married to an unbeliever, I became disenchanted with the hypocrisy in the church and backslid to a point where I was not even sure the Almighty existed. In this backslidden state, I embarked on an adulterous affair which, when it ended, left me desperate and suicidal. It was then that the Almighty spoke to me and I realized that my intellect had gotten me into a right mess and I chose to serve him faithfully for the rest of my life. In doing this, I applied my deep-seated aversion to failure born out of an accident in early childhood coupled to my engineering and military training of rigor and preventing failure to my seeking of knowledge about Father. This journey led to numerous supernatural experiences, prayers answered, and clear communication with the Creator that forms the basis for what I teach in these programs. What is End Time Issue Ministries? It's the organizational vehicle for delivering my message through email articles, websites, this radio program, physical books, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, SlideShare, and Twitter. What is this program? The Creator desires a deep personal relationship with you. It represents the essence of my message. See the website www.endtimeissueministries.org. For more information, that's www.endtimeissueministries.org. See also www.relationshipwithcreatorradio.com. That's relationshipwithcreatorradio.com. The show and podcasts for previous broadcasts or search on Google for Relationship with Creator Radio. There are at least four podcast websites that have back issues of these broadcasts going back for about four years. So, moving on, the essence of my message to Muslims. I want to stress that this is not a Christian message. It is not intended to draw you into Christianity. It is intended as the fulfillment of your Muslim heritage as a child and servant of the Most High Creator of the heavens and the earth, who you know as Allah, leading to a reward when you die that will potentially entitle you to a high throne in heaven with the Creator for eternity. I also want to stress that I'm not a Christian. I started this journey as a Christian, but I've been thrown out of numerous churches and after numerous supernatural experiences, many fasts, 
and much personal revelation, I now regard myself purely as a servant and messenger of the Most High Creator of the heavens and the earth to all human beings, irrespective of religious beliefs. My message is personal to you as an individual, and I want to stress that with great personal effort, you can come to a place of relationship with the Almighty Creator, your Father in heaven, such that you can satisfy His desire to have a deep personal relationship with you. Father desires intense prayer from you. Folks, this is, this is really important. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Baha'i, Buddhist, whatever. If you don't have a relationship with Father, you're missing the point of being here. So this is about you achieving your full potential as a believer for eternity. This is about worshipping only the Almighty Creator and serving Him only, and doing this any time, all the time. For example, you do not have to go to some special place to worship Him. If you're really serious, get on your face on the floor before Him in your bedroom or your study or wherever and cry out to Him for deliverance and for relationship. He will meet you. He wants to be your friend and He desires for you to become His friend. This is about relationship, not slavish observance of minutiae. For direct words from the Almighty to myself, see the webpage Important Insights. I'm focusing today on Muslims. Basic message is the same for you, no matter where you come from. Father wants a relationship with you. He wants to speak to you. He wants you to speak to him. I know there's a belief that Muhammad was the last prophet, and uh, I regret to have to tell you that Yah continues to speak, the Yah being the true name of your Creator, continues to speak to humans today. He created us to be his friends. There's no way that he will stop speaking to us. He will speak to you if you make an effort to hear him. In fact, he's already speaking to you. You're just not listening. He's speaking to you through me right now. You can come to a place of close, intimate relationship with Father. You don't need an imam to get you there. You can get there directly yourself. If you're a Muslim, particularly a deeply committed Muslim, I urge you to listen to this broadcast to the end prayerfully and then to pray the prayer at the end. Uh, this will take place in at least two sessions. Um, but by the time I've finished today, hopefully you'll get some idea of where I'm going with this. In all my writings, words and phrases in curly brackets are commonly used words that are incorrect at a level that they should be avoided. My journey with the Almighty has been deeply informed by the rigor of my engineering training. As I said before, I have a doctorate in engineering. Key thing here, I am not an expert on Islam. What I know, I've picked up from some contact with a few committed Muslim people. I've read the Quran, uh, Father has shown me some things, and I've observed some things just through life generally. So 
please understand, I'm not going to give you a detailed chapter and verse analysis of the Quran. I'm talking to you from a broad understanding of somebody who's had a close relationship with the Almighty for over 30 years, of what he's looking for in anybody. And I encourage you to let go of any belief which says that you can't hear him, that he can't speak to you through me or through anybody else. It's not true. He wants a deep relationship with you without any intermediaries, without any imam or prayer leader or, or whatever. Yes, it's easier to focus on going to the mosque every every day, every few days and what have you, but this is about deep relationship with the Almighty. To start summarizing this message, which is going to take the rest of this broadcast, this broadcast presents a headline review of most facets of my teachings as they apply first and foremost to Muslims. I've written similar articles for Christians and Jews, and subsequent articles are planned for other beliefs and unbelievers. I stress that I'm not highly knowledgeable with regard to Islam, and what follows is my best attempt based on my limited knowledge, and I ask you for grace to the extent that some of what I present may not be entirely technical correct from your perspective. That may give you an excuse to reject my message, and I urge you not to do that. I have deep conviction that I have a deep personal relationship with the Almighty Creator, with Allah. And I have deep personal conviction that He wants that for you too. So just put those things on one side and listen to what I have to say. Think about it. We live on this complex and highly sophisticated planet, which is clear evidence of creation. It's clear evidence of the existence of the Creator. Why is it here? There is only one reasonable explanation for why this is all here, why the universe exists, why the earth exists, why you and I exist. And that is because Father was lonely and he wanted to have a deep personal relationship with a being that he set out to create. And he set out and created the whole universe, planet Earth, and us. And hardly anybody knows that. Hardly anybody seeks a deep personal relationship with him, and it's tragic. And I really encourage you to go for it. So I said a few minutes ago, the correct translation, the correct English translation is of Allah is the Almighty. Um, in Arabic, um, it's more Allah. I'm not sure of the exact pronunciation. Um, it's allied to the Hebrew Elohim. It comes from the same root. Uh, Elohim uh, is incorrectly translated God by most Jews and Christians, and it's, it's an abomination in his sight. Uh, Muslims have taken to using God as well to describe Allah, and it's an abomination. Allah is a much more accurate term for the Almighty, but Almighty is more accurate than Allah in, if you're speaking English. And ultimately, as I said just now, his name is Yah. So using God instead of Allah or instead of Elohim is, is 
is not right. It's a blasphemous name. It's a pagan name. Um, it should not be used in the context of the Creator. Uh, but I do encourage you to to investigate the truth that Allah means the Almighty, and it refers to Yah, the eternally self-existing, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, and that you can justifiably and accurately refer to Him as Yah, and we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute. A lot of Christians say a lot of bad things about the word Allah and the name Allah and say that Allah is Satan, etc. That's absolutely false. Allah is the Creator. So I just want to put that in, in on the record straight on that one. So Islam is one of the three mainstream monotheistic religions. Islam meaning submission to the will of the Almighty or submission to the will of Allah is one of the three nominally mono, monotheistic major religions together with Christianity and Judaism, which at some level seek to serve the Almighty. As with the other religions, insofar as the true reason we exist is to have a relationship with the Creator, most Muslims are not true believers. All three of these religions are in serious error overall, such that true relationship with the Creator is somewhere in between all of these religions and with touches from other religions. The Creator says that there are more true believers in Islam than there are in Christianity, and that Christianity is in serious error to the point of largely being pagan with only a limited number of true believers. I ask you not to be offended by the fact that I'm saying to you that there are the majority of Muslims, as in the majority of Christians, as in the majority of Jews, do not have a relationship with the Almighty. They don't even really believe in the Almighty. They believe in whatever it is they believe in. They rely on third parties to have a relationship on their behalf. And uh, they've all three religions have fallen into apostasy, deep error, and, and what have you in the, the centuries past. So I would ask you to really recognize that there's a lot of what you probably believe as a Muslim that is suspect and uh, should be subject to careful scrutiny and possible revision. Uh, I'm going to share a few points on that, and I'm going to encourage you to, to go further. The answer is to get on your knees before Father, get to a place where you can hear Him, and get to a place where you're led by His Spirit. I want to stress that Muhammad was one of the great turnaround prophets. There's a lot of uh, wrong Christian uh, propaganda, doctrine, whatever you want to call it about Muhammad. Muhammad was a great turnaround prophet. There's no question about that. In the degradation of human condition that has ensued since Adam ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, whatever that fruit may have been, the essential sin was rebellion and obeying Satan. Mankind has slid progressively into greater and greater evils since then. This has taken place against the context of the contest. See the web page, The Real Contest, in terms of which Satan and his followers are vying against the Almighty in accordance with a strictly defined set of rules to establish Satan as ruler on earth for eternity. At various times, Satan has been winning hands down, and Yah, the Almighty Creator, 
has had to rely on a single individual who was in right standing with him and obedience to him at some level to initiate actions that would bring about a restoration of the things of the Almighty and cause people to turn to him. So Muhammad was one of the, the key prophets. When I talk about a turnaround prophet, I'm talking about uh, an individual who stood almost alone in the world in terms of a significant relationship with the Almighty, one who took a stand, one who got to know Father, one who spoke on Father's behalf and gave rise to a fresh upwelling of relationship with Father, which is what Muhammad did uh, about 600 uh, AD. So the most significant turnaround prophets were number one, Noah, who prayed for judgment on a corrupt world. He was given guidance in building a large vessel designed for massively rough seas, and he survived a massive catastrophe in which an ice comet impacted the earth and caused a massive tectonic upheaval with submerging the planet in water. In the process, all except Noah and his immediate family were wiped out during this tectonic earth surface upheaval. The core of the earth, which is a powerful nuclear reactor, had reached such a level of heat that the core expanded almost explosively, causing the diameter of the planet to increase by about 25%, resulting in the formation of the seas as we know them and the water draining off the land. The end result was a new civilization that started out with all members knowing the Almighty and his ways in significant measure. So that's the first milestone in the journey of mankind with Yah. Noah saw the level of apostasy of the world, the error, the sin, and he said, Father, what should be done? And Father said, well, please ask me to bring a flood that will wipe out this people. And so he did that and worked for years to design and build the, the, the ark. There's reference to this in the Quran. I think it's well known in uh, Muslim circles that the, the ark is in eastern Turkey uh, on Mount Ararat. And... Uh, so that's the first turnaround prophet. The second turnaround prophet was Abram, uh, who is the father of Ishmael, who ultimately is the progenitor of the Arabic people and therefore the father of Islam in a sense. So Abram took a, a stand for Yah when the world around him was completely apostate. Uh, and he migrated, and uh, he made some mistakes, did some things. But ultimately, he was a great prophet. He f was the father of Ishmael. He was the father of Isaac, Isaac uh, out of who came the Jews, and Ishmael, out of whom came the Arabs. And uh, so... Uh, he was the second notable turnaround prophet. The third notable turnaround prophet was Moshe or Moses, who when almost the entire planet had forsaken the Almighty, led the children of Israel, Israel, 
out of corrupt Egypt and into independence in the process, facilitating a number of dramatic miracles which have kept elements of the resulting Jewish faith at some level true to the Almighty even to today, which is why they continue to be blessed and prosper. So those are the second and third prophets. And I hope you're starting to see what I'm, I'm, I'm depicting to you. So there's a degradation, there's a resurgence. There's a degradation, there's a resurgence. There's a degradation. Each time the degradation goes further and the resurgence is less, uh, but that is the way that Father Yah, the Almighty Creator, has kept things sort of on track in the battle between himself and the satanic and demonic forces. The fourth notable um, prophet, Yahushua, you know him as Isa, incorrectly called Jesus by the Christians, um, he was at the first. He was. He was the first created being. He lived in heaven with the Almighty throughout the creation process, over millions of years. He came to earth as the spirit in the child born to a virgin of Nazareth, uh, and grew up to be a mighty prophet. And was eventually put to death on a stake or cross. Having lived a sinless, sinless life, he was immediately resurrected from the dead, and became the king of all human kings and the lord of all human lords. Through observance of his teachings, the Christian religion came into existence and has greatly impacted the world. Although having fallen into much error within a short space of time of Yeshua, died as correctly reported by Muhammad. So, it's really important to understand Yeshua is and was a man. He was not God in the flesh, Yah in the flesh, Allah in the flesh. He was filled with the Spirit of the Almighty, the set-apart Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And that is what performed the miracles. The miracles were not performed by Yahushua. The miracles were performed by the Spirit of the Almighty that was in Yahushua. There is no such thing as a trinity. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's a key thing that uh, Muhammad in the Quran clearly sets out that it is sin to worship Yahshua. It clearly sets out that Yahshua was a notable prophet. It clearly sets out that it is... Um, that he's human. There's no question about it. And so that's a major stumbling block with regard to Christianity and it's one of the reasons why I stress to you, I am not a Christian. I'm a believer in the almighty creator. That's where it stops. The fifth notable turnaround prophet was Muhammad, who after a time of seclusion drew close to the almighty and brought a message of correction and discipline to the Arab people who were descended from Abram through Ishmael thereby giving birth to the religion we know today as Islam. It is important to understand that Muhammad's message was timeless and necessary 
because both Judaism and Christianity were largely apostate at that time. Can't stress this enough, folks. Father used the Quran to show me that the Bible was not the word of God and it was sin to worship the Bible. He showed me that Jesus, again through the Quran, that Jesus is not the creator and is a man. Those are key truths that Muhammad brought, bringing correction. And uh, it's vital to understand that there's, there's so much in the way of Christian attacks on Islam and Christian attacks on uh, Muslims around the lie that the Muslims are in error about Jesus in the book, the Bible. At the same time, there's a lot of error on the Muslims and that they've got a sort of superiority complex regarding the Christians and they see them as infidels and, and what have you. And the fact of the matter is that they're, both groups are believers, both groups have error, neither group is close to the Almighty in, in real extent. And it's ultimately about individual relationships, it's not about a group. So Islam cannot have a relationship with the Creator, you can have a relationship with the Creator. The sixth turnaround prophet, Martin Luther, took a stand against the extreme errors of the Roman Church and started a movement that resulted in many of the most extreme errors of the Roman Church being overturned. However, the Reformation and resulting Renaissance and the Protestant Church compromised in certain key areas. Nevertheless, this Reformation started by Luther has dramatically impacted the world. As with the Jews, Luther was in significant error towards Islam as well. So Luther said some things about Islam which were just totally off the mark and unacceptable. And uh, it's important that you know that I recognize that. The fact of the matter is that Christianity has a lot of error, a lot of sin. And the little I know about Islam is it's got a lot of error and a lot of sin. So, if you are a serious person who is looking for a relationship with Father, whether you're looking for it from within Islam or out of Islam, is not my point. My point is that he wants to have a deep personal relationship with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to do things together with you. He wants to help you in your business. He wants to help you in your family. He wants you to prosper and succeed. It's up to you. Do you follow some other human being and hope that because They've got a relationship of some sort with Father that rubs off on you and they may not have a relationship at all. Or do you say, you know what, this is too important to trust to some other human being. I'm going to go for it myself. Overall, it's apparent that we're facing an increasing slide away from the Almighty. The errors of the Christian Church are huge, as discussed elsewhere on my website. And there are also major errors in Islam and Judaism, and I'll touch on those uh, 
further the ones in Islam as I continue. What I'm seeking to do right now is just to lay a foundation so that you understand that I respect you as a Muslim and I want the best for you because I am going to tackle a couple of things that uh, I find extremely distressing about what Islam is, is propagating and, and, pro, and, and preaching. Coming back to what I said about the increasing error, the problem is so severe that the Almighty says that within 200 years the current Renaissance will peak and there will be an increasing slide into satanic domination of the world unless another turnaround prophet is raised up to do what is necessary to avert the looming disaster. If you're serious about serving the Almighty, I urge you to do all you can to seek all truth and turn to the Almighty in a much more intense way than you are at present and do what you can do to make a difference through intercession, seeking truth, spreading the message, etc. You might even become the next turnaround prophet. I would encourage you not to get stuck on things that I'm saying that rattle your Muslim paradigm and rather just to focus on what I say that you can relate to. Go away, think about it, pray about it and just see where that takes you. So I've touched on this already, but I want to really stress this point. We exist to be friends of the Creator directly, not through an imam or a worship leader or a prayer leader or whoever. There's fundamentally only one reason that human beings, this planet, this solar system, this universe exist, and that is because the Almighty Creator, who has always existed, was lonely and wanted companions, and specifically friends. Friend of the Creator is the highest achievement in this life, and anything short of that is a misfire, particularly if you've not even attempted to achieve this status with Him. This means that you talk to Him constantly. You know His true name, Yah, the Eternally Self-Existing, and you use it exclusively. He talks to you constantly. You know His plans and participate in them. That may sound very foreign to you based on what you've been led to believe up until this point. There's a, an overarching error in every religion on the planet which looks to some other human being to have a deep relationship with the Almighty and act as an intermediary. That is not what the Almighty had in mind when he created us. He created us so that each one of us could have a deep personal relationship with him. And I ask you to ponder that. I ask you to think about it. I ask you to pray about it. If it's, if it's not gelling for you, get on your knees and say, Father James Robertson says you want a relationship with me. Please show me that that's true. And then be attentive and see what happens. He wants you to know his goals and work with him towards those goals. He wants you to pray his will into existence on earth in close consultation with him. I've been instrumental in a number of fairly significant events in the last 
uh, years that I've been walking with him where he's requested me to pray things into existence. And that's been accompanied with uh, dramatic weather, dramatic behavior by people, all sorts of things. So I know that it's true. I know that he wants you to align yourself with him and pray his will into existence. And there are other factors that he's looking for. If you qualify as a friend at the end of your life, then you qualify to sit on a very high throne in heaven with a glorious resurrected body, great authority, great prestige, and great power. One of the key errors of Islam, as with Christianity, Judaism, and other religions, is that individual believers have abdicated their responsibility to have a personal relationship with the Almighty Creator in favor of a relationship with an imam or other leader who's expected to have some level of relationship with the Creator. What happens if you put your reliance in your religion in another human being and that other human being messes up? You're going to get messed up with him or her. Folks, this is far too important to trust in another human being. Father wants a relationship with you. Why go and have a relationship with somebody else and hope that they have a relationship with Father and that they will bring you in to their relationship? It's a vain hope, folks. It's a vain hope. One of the human beings closest to the Creator in this age is a Muslim Imam in Tehran, in Iran. On the 25th of December 2015, I was given statistics on the number of people on earth at different levels of relationship with the Creator. I was told that there were more true believers in Islam than in any other religion, and I was told that of the three men who were at that moment closest to the Creator, one was a Muslim Imam in Tehran, another was a Jewish rabbi in Jerusalem, and the third was myself coming from a Christian background, albeit no longer regarding myself as Christian. Folks, there are a couple of things there for you as a um, as a Muslim. I've just stated very categorically that I hear the Almighty Creator on a regular basis, that I have a relationship with Him, that what I'm advocating for you, I practice in my own life. And if you have been misled to believe that Muhammad was the last prophet, then I ask you to reconsider. You are being seriously misled if you believe that the father stopped speaking after he spoke to, to, to uh, Muhammad. There may have been very few people listening to him after Muhammad, and I'll grant you that. It doesn't mean that today I can't hear him. It doesn't mean that today you can't hear him. Why? Why would the creator limit himself like that? Think about it. It doesn't make any sense at all. He's huge. He's out there. In him we live, we move, we have our being. Why would he not want to talk to you? You know, I've touched on this. The true name of the Almighty Creator is Yah, the Eternally Self-Existing, and he desires us to use that name. The name Yah occurs over 7,000 times in the Hebrew books of the assembly, common referred to as the Bible. It is frequently rendered by Jews as Adonai, when in fact the Hebrew is Yahweh, 
or Yah, Y-H-W-H, which correctly renders as Yahweh or Yahweh, which accurately translates as Yah, the eternally self-existing, such that the true essential name of the Almighty Creator is Yah. He loves it when we use that name with appropriate esteem. In fact, he has said to me, if you love me, then call me by my true name. He hates it when people hide his true name with Hashem, God, G underscore D, etc. He prefers this name to Allah. He prefers the name Yah to Allah, but Allah is far preferred to the other names. So in that sense, the Muslim faith is, is closer to Father because they are not using an insulting name. For him, although I've heard Muslim people refer to Allah as God because they've compromised with Christianity. Folks, don't do it. Don't fall into the same trap that the Christians and the Jews have fallen into. Well, you have kind of fallen into that trap, but it's time to get out of it, uh, if I can put it that way. His true name is Yah, the eternally self-existing, or Yah. That's the essential name. And I encourage you to uh, to start using that name. As I say, he said, if you love me, call me by my true name. I then want to confirm that the Quran is indeed a very important religious book. The Quran is a very important religious book, and it is inspired overall at a greater level than the Bible. Albeit, the Quran is also just a book written by humans and does not, and it does contain error. Many in Islam have fallen into the trap of according the Quran undue esteem, such that they effectively worship the Quran. This is sin and it should be avoided at all costs. It is not appropriate to beat or kill people for what they may say or do negatively regarding the Quran. Folks, In 2001, Father told me to get a Quran and read it from cover to cover as quickly as I can, could and not ask any questions until I was finished. And I got to the end. And the two things that stood out about Muhammad's message was, number one, Yeshua, Jesus, is a man, not the Almighty. Number two, the Bible is just a book, not the Word of God. Now, I have repeatedly heard in the last few years Muslims referring to the Bible, as, uh, to the Quran as the Word of God. It is not the Word of God. It's a book, just like the Bible is a book. It's written by humans, and it's got errors. It is sin to put the Quran on a pedestal and go around beating people up because they don't agree with you about the Quran. If you... Um, Muslim who's done that, you're going to get a nasty shock when you get to the, your day of judgment. It's a very important book. It should be treated with respect. I totally agree with you on that score, but it is not a book to be worshipped. Just like the Bible is not to be worshipped, the Torah is not to be worshipped. Muhammad made that very clear. Why go against the teachings of Muhammad who you esteem? To elaborate on what I've just said, Muhammad, through the Quran, is correct about the major errors of Christianity. Muhammad, through the 
Quran is correct about the two big errors of Christianity, the wrong worship of Jesus, in, who is Jesus who is correctly Yeshua, you call him Isa, that's fine. He is not the Almighty in the flesh. There is no deity of Yeshua, and there is no trinity, all as espoused by Christians. And then secondly, the wrong worship of the Bible is the word of God and related errors. Beyond those two errors and a range of other errors, Christianity in its essence is a valid religion in service of the Almighty, and reconciliation between Islam and Christianity is highly desirable. Waging war against Christians and murdering Christians is no more valid than it is in the opposite direction. Ultimately, true Muslims and true Christians are serving the same Creator. So there's a piece here that if you really take my message seriously and seek to draw close to Father, you will come to a point one day where you recognize that Islam, like Christianity, like Judaism, is full of error, is apostate, is going in the wrong direction. And turn around and just call yourself a servant of the Most High, creator of the heavens and the earth. You are the eternally self-existing. That's what it is. That's what matters. The rest of it is fluff and stuff. I'll carry on with this next week. I hope to see you there. I want to close by asking you, what is the state of your relationship with the Almighty Creator? I'd like to ask you to critically examine where you are relative to the Creator. Do you talk to Him constantly throughout the day and allow Him to lead you in every possible way? Are you conscious of Him at all times? Do you worship Him at every opportunity? Do you count Him your friend? Have you clearly and unambiguously heard Him call you friend? If not, you're failing in your life purpose and you'll be bitterly disappointed when you die. As I said earlier, think about it. Look at the majesty of the universe. Ask yourself why the Creator created all that. Look at the planets, look at the sun, look at the moon. Look at this planet. Ask yourself, why is this here? Why am I here? Why did the Almighty go to such enormous trouble and effort to create all of this? And if you stop and really think about it, there is only one possible conclusion. The Almighty Creator created all of this so that He could have a deep personal relationship with you and with me and with this one and with that one. And virtually nobody understands that today. Nobody, Virtually nobody is looking for that today. And I encourage you today to make up your mind to turn around and start seeking that relationship. There's a huge amount on my website to help you. So just summing up key documents and a video on the website. Video, Why Seek Relationship, The Miracle of Yeshua's Death, The Creator Desires a Deep Personal Relationship with You, 
seven components and drawing close to the Creator, recommended worship. The Creator's name is Yah, the eternally self-existing. The essence of my message to Christians, also articles for Jews, Muslims, other faiths, and unbelievers, all available at www.endtimeissueministries.org. That's one word, endtimeissueministries.org. Transcripts of nearly all teachings in the series are available on the website at the bottom on the radio page. Recordings of nearly all of the teachings broadcast so far on the radio page, and they're all available at relationshipwithcreatorradio.com. Click on the show on the top menu and then podcasts on the drop-down. Or search on Google for, quote, Relationship with Creator Radio, unquote. As I said before, there are about four podcast sites that have got all the back issues. Books constituting a compilation of most writings published from 1998 to May 2019 are available near the bottom of the menu at the compilation of most writings page. I publish regular email articles. Email me on james at endtimeissueministries.org to be added to the list or to seek counsel or prayer or give me feedback. That's james, J-A-M-E-S, at endtimeissueministries.org. Visit the website and use the Google search, the article keyword cloud, the table of contents, and the article search to locate the information you're looking for. The Those things are all available across the top menu on the website. Google search is particularly powerful. The keyword cloud gives you an alphabetical list of keywords. Table of contents follows the structure of the website uh, in sort of descending order of what I think is most relevant. In closing, thank you for listening. Please send me your questions to james at endtimeissueministries.org. Please email me to join the mailing list at james at endtimeissueministries.org. If you decide to draw close to the Almighty, please let me know, and I can connect with you by Skype, Zoom, Teams, email, or telephone so that I can help you with your journey. I hope to connect with you again next week when I will continue to explore how to become a friend of the Creator. Work with me to make a way for your sure to return in victory at the end of the millennium and make his enemies his footstool. So just to wrap up, Father Yah, the Almighty Creator, wants you, you, person I'm talking to right now to become his friend it doesn't matter whether you're Muslim or Jewish or Christian or Buddhist or Confucius or Baha'i or Yogi or Satanist or witch or witch wizard doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor doesn't matter whether you're tall or short doesn't matter whether you're fat or thin doesn't matter whether you're educated or uneducated doesn't matter whether you've got blonde hair and blue eyes, or black hair and brown eyes, or anywhere in between. Doesn't matter if you're European or Asian or Arabic or African or Caucasian or whatever. He wants you to become his friend. Say, Father Yah, James says that you want to become my friend. Help me to become your friend. Show me what to pray. Bring people into my life. Guide me, Father. Amen. Thank you so much. Good night. Father, I-